Hebrews chapter number 5. Hebrews chapter number 5. I want to thank God for His goodness. For he, His mercy endureth forever. His mercies are new every morning. Ain't God good? Yes, He is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter number 5. Let's look in verse number 12. Uh, I want to I want to preach just a little while this morning on going to the next level. You hear you hear that term and that phrase all the time. The next level. What in the world is the next level? Boy, that was on another level. You hear you know you hear that terminology. But there are levels. Are there are levels in the Christian life? Everybody's not on the same level. Listen, you might have several saved people together, but they're not on the same level. And what we want to do is make sure that we are making progress. Say that with me. We want to make sure we're making. Everybody say it loud. We want to make sure we're making progress. We don't want to be where we are today next year. We don't want to be in the same place. There's a problem here in the book of Hebrews that Paul is trying to address and deal with, these people were not making progress. And, and, and I need everybody to understand this. Uh, Mike, am I, am I good where I'm at on the microphone? That's good. Uh, we need to understand in the Christian life, you know, we have this idea, well, I may not be going forward, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. But you don't understand in the Christian life, you're in, you're in the river going the opposite way. And the moment you stop going forward, you start. Y'all see there, there's no neutral ground. There's no, there, you can't just throw it into neutral because when you quit making progress, you begin to regress. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now let's look in Hebrews chapter number five and verse number 12. Verse number 12. These believers have been believers for a while. They were now being persecuted. He is speaking to the Jewish people that have believed in Christ. They're being tempted to go back into Judaism. They're being tempted to go back to what they used to be. And the reason that this temptation was so great and they were struggling is because they were not making progress. Watch what he says in verse 12. For when for the time... In other words, the amount of time you have been a believer. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers. Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on. Say that with me. Let us tell your neighbor, say, go on. Let us go on unto perfection. Perfection is not without flaws. It means maturity. It means full development. Let's go on unto completion, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God, of the doctrines of baptisms and laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Let us pray. 
Lord Jesus, thank you so much for being faithful. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for not giving us what we deserve. Lord, we all deserve to have our back broken, lay in the bottom of the pits of hell today because of our sin, our rebellion, and our disobedience. But God, in your great mercy, you look down and you loved us and you died for us. Lord, thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your love and your comfort today. Thank you for the presence of God in this place. I pray that you will permeate this place with your presence. I pray that you won't let me say anything I don't need to say. Lord, don't let me forget anything I need to say. I pray that you'll convict us today, challenge us today, help us to grow today, help us to move forward and make some progress. God, I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray and ask all these things. In Jesus' name and all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I may not be where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. I want to make progress in my Christian life. There is no time to dilly-dally. There's no time to to take a break. There's no time uh, to throw it in neutral. We have to make progress. Progress is so important in the Christian life. When you are born again, you are a babe in Christ. If a baby never grows, if a baby never develops, if a baby never starts crawling, if a baby never stops, starts walking, if a baby never starts running or uh, or growing and progressing, you would take it to a doctor immediately and find out what is wrong. Do I have a witness? But many times we have Christians that stay babies their whole life, their whole life. And and time is not a determining factor when it comes to maturity and progress. I wrote down a couple of quotes that I I found about progress. There's only two options. There's only two options. Make progress or what? Make excuses. Robert Hales said this. Everyone has time. It's true. Everyone has time. But just because time passes doesn't mean we are making what? Progress. Just because time goes, well, preacher, I've been saved 10 years. I'm a seasoned saint. No, you're just an older one. You're just an old. Time, time doesn't, doesn't equal maturity. Do y'all hear me? Time doesn't equal maturity. I see 30-year-old people doing stupid things that an 18-year-old would do. Time has not matured that person. Do I have a witness? Listen, it has nothing to do with it. Here's another quote. This is huge. This is huge. Don't fear failure. Don't fear failure. Fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today. That's what you need to be afraid of. That's what you need to be afraid of. Our greatest fear is not to fail because the only way not to fail is not to do something. The only way you're going to listen, not to fail and you never attempt anything, never try anything. Uh, But here's where we fail when we don't make progress. God wants you to move forward in your Christian life. He wants you to grow in your spiritual life. He wants you not to be a baby all of your life. We have the phrase here, for when the time, the very first verse we read, for when the time ye ought to be teachers. 
Listen, the, the writer is saying, listen, you've been, you've been saved long enough. You've been a believer long enough. That you, shouldn't, you shouldn't need a teacher. You should be teaching others. And oh, how we find in the Christian walk, in the Christian church, many, many people stagnant. Many people, they're in a rut. Many people are not going forward to the next level. It is my job to help you do that. It's my job to help you move forward. We are in missions month and, 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 and I mean, I, I prayed and said, God, what do you want me to share this month? And, and this is what I want you to understand. I want you to go to the next level. Say that with me. I want you to go to the, the next level. Let's look at some levels here today. Three levels that we see in the Christian walk. Number one, and we're taking these from the principles he gave in, in chapter number six. Now keep in mind, we went from chapter five to chapter six, but in reality, there's no chapter and verses. They were given to us later to help us memorize and study. Are y'all with me? So that's, this is a continual thought going from the end of chapter five into chapter number six. Principles like this, repentance and dead works, faith toward God. The doctrines of baptism and laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. We find these three different categories, three different levels of principles that we need to understand, that we need to see, we need to accomplish in our life. Number one, level number one, obviously would be survival. Write that down. What's level one? Survival or salvation. Salvation. You say, why do you use the word survival? The Bible says in John chapter three, verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now watch, pay close attention. All or he that verse 18, he that believeth on him is not what? Now let's all read this next part. But he that believeth not is, is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Preacher, what are you saying? The moment you were born into this life, you were born into condemnation. You were born in sin. David said in sin, did my mother conceive me? I arrived broken. I arrived condemned. I arrived in sin. You don't have to tell a bunch of lies to be condemned. You're condemned. That's why you tell lies. Listen, we are condemned. If you're here today and you're breathing air, you're a human being and a human being is flawed. They are under condemnation, condemnation. We are condemned to death for as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin so that all have sin. We're all going to die. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It is appointed unto man wants to die. Why? Because we have condemnation. You're here today, preacher. I've been a good person. You're still condemned. Preacher, I give a lot of money. You're still condemned. Preacher, I've done good deeds and I've never really been bad. You're condemned. You're condemned. Look, Romans 8, 1. Watch this. Here's a promise. I love this. Now, when we arrive, we are what? Condemned. When you're born, you're born what? No matter how good you are, no matter how, how, how many times you've sat in a church service, you are, watch this now, watch this, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no what? Condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, 
But after the spirit, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying the whole world is condemned. I'm saying the whole world is bound for judgment. I'm saying the whole world is bound for hell. But God promised us this. If you will find yourself in Jesus Christ, if you are born again and a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. I need a witness. None. None. Preacher, are you condemned? Not anymore. Why? Because there's no condemnation in those that are in Christ. Now watch this. How do we get to that place? Romans 1 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Listen, here's what I want you to write down. We see in verse number one of chapter six, the principle that we need to understand in level one is repentance from dead works, from sin and faith toward God. I turn from my sin and I turn to God. That's what repentance means, a change of mind, a turn. I have realized I'm under condemnation. I realize that because of my sin, I'm on my way to hell. Because of my sin, I've offended a holy God. But I have faith in the gospel of Christ. Gospel says that I'm a sinner, but he's a savior. The gospel says he loves me enough and he died for me. And if I will call on him, he will save me from my sin. Somebody say amen. Level one is all God. You say, preacher, how do I get to level one? Believe in the message. Write that down. How do I get to level one? Some of y'all are here. You ain't even on the level. You out of level. You unlevel. Are y'all with me? You're sitting here in condemnation. Your heart's beating a hundred miles an hour right now. I know it because I've been there. I know what it feels like to be lost and be under the preaching of the man of God and hearing the gospel preach and that conviction and the Holy Spirit right now is telling you, you need to get to that first level. You need to believe what that preacher's saying. You need to quit procrastinating. You need to quit wasting your time. Listen, you're not promised tomorrow. Believe in the gospel today. Today is a day of salvation. Believe the message. Believe that when God says he will save you, he will save you. He said, him that believeth, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe with all of my heart that he came and lived a perfect life on this earth. And he died on an old rugged cross. Three days he rose again and he sitteth at the right hand of the father. I believe that he will forgive me and wash my sins away if I put my faith in him. Somebody say amen. Thank God for level number one. Level number one is just survival. What am I surviving? I'm surviving hell. Yeah, we need to talk about that more. Sometimes we don't talk about it enough. Preacher, listen, the Bible speaks a whole lot more on hell than it does heaven. But thank God I'm a survivor. If you're here today and you're born again, you're a survivor. Say amen. Now, some of us get to that point right there. And they say, well, I'm good. No, you're not. You're only on level one. And guess what? Level one is the basement. It's the very base. And so many people think that, well, I got my ticket to heaven. That's all I need. No, 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 no child of God. You need to understand that's the base level. 
That's the only foundation. Can you imagine somebody building a house and they pour the foundation and they say, well, that's it. That's crazy. No, you would begin to build the walls and bring some sheetrock in and close in the house. Are y'all with me? That's level one. What's level two? That's level two. Well, level one is repentance and faith. It's salvation. It's salvation. Level two, look what it says. Of the doctrines of baptisms and of laying on of hands. Doctrines of baptism and laying. What is baptism? That's where we identify with Christ and his church. That's the, where we come and, and, and kind of uh, uh, be, what's the word, what's the word we expect uh, immigrants to, uh, when, to, to mix in America and basically become Americans? What's the word? Assimilate. Assimilate. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Willie G comes through again. Say amen. It means to assimilate. It means I am one of you. I am a believer. I am a child of God. You assimilate and you become what they are. In the laying on of hands, there's two things right here I want you to see. Two words. I don't think I put it there. Uh, well, A, A, write this down. Involvement in a ministry. Involvement in a ministry. But I want you to put over to the side, put two words. I put it in mind. If you'll notice, I wrote them here. I, I just want you to write them there. Put two words. Two, two go together here. Maturing and minister or ministering. What is level two? Level two is maturing and ministry. Now, I want to take you to Ephesians chapter number four. We're going to find these two things over and over. I wished, I wished I'd have just went ahead and, 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 and spent the money and gave y'all it in color. I really do. But Dustin's a cheapskate and I didn't. But thank God for Dustin. That's why we have money in the bank to minister. Amen. If it was left up to me, we'd be broke as a cob. Amen. Ephesians 4, but now here's, here's how I did it. And if you want one of these, I'll print one off for you. Just don't tell Dustin. Amen. I put this and I put the word maturity here and ministry here. And then I went through Ephesians 4 and I colored in all the sentences that had to do with maturity. And then in blue, I covered all the sentences that have to do with ministry in this one set of scriptures, Ephesians chapter 4. So watch this. Watch this. Maturity. Does everybody know what that means? It means growing up, developing, learning, all right, moving forward, right? Now watch this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. In other words, these are the fivefold giftings that he put into the church for the benefit of the believers, for the edifying of the believers, for the development of the believers. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, here's what they're for. For the... Okay, all right. That's all seven of you. Help me. Here we go. For the... Now, would that be maturity there? The word perfecting means maturing. It means completing, developing. So that has to do with maturity, right? God's given us pastors and teachers and evangelist people there to help us to mature. Why? Why am I to help you develop and help you grow into mature? And for the work of the ministry. You know what that means? I'm here to develop you, help you find your gifts, and put you in a place where you can find success in serving God. Does that make sense? That makes sense? 
I'm here to help you grow. When you grow, then help you find a place to use your giftings for the, the, the edification and the serving of God. Now watch. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That means the building up of the body of Christ. Watch this now. Till we all come in unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Remember what perfect means? It means complete. Now, would that be maturing or ministry? Maturing, right, exactly. All right, that's why it's in green on my paper. All right, we want to see maturing, development, under the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. Now, what am I trying to get you to mature to? To Christ-likeness. In other words, every Christian, if somebody asks you, when you grow up, you remember, everybody's a babe in Christ. The moment you get saved, you're a babe in Christ. When you, when you grow up, this is what you, you know, you ask a little child, what do you want to be when you grow up? One says, a unicorn. You know, and that, wait a minute. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a teacher. I want to, well, every child of God, when they're a toddler and they're at the first level and we ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everybody should say, Christ, Christ. I want to be Christ when I grow up. That means you want to be like Christ. You want to do like Christ. You want to act like Christ. You want to live like Christ. You want to love like Christ. You want to forgive like Christ. Does that make sense? That's the perfect man that is our goal and our aim. That we henceforth be, that we henceforth be no more children. That's maturing, isn't it? In other words, don't be more, don't, don't be immature. It's time to grow up. Look at your name and say, it's time to grow up. Tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. You see, that's how you know when you're a child, you just believe anything. New teacher comes in and there's something flashy, you'll, you'll go that way. Listen, you, you just toss to and fro. When anytime a new teacher comes along or shares a new thought, you just go kind of like the wind takes you. That's immaturity. God doesn't want you to stay that way. But speaking, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, what's the next three words? May grow up. We got to grow up, guys. We got to go to the next level. May grow up into him. The him there is Jesus. See, that's where I got that from. Y'all just thought I was pulling that out of thin air, that you want to grow up to be Christ. It says we're supposed to do that. We're to grow up in him, to be him, like him. We're to grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now watch this now. When we grow up, when we mature, when we develop, when we grow, when we learn, this is what's going to happen. From whom the whole body fitly joined together. Now, everybody in here is a part of the body of Christ. Some of y'all are ears, some of y'all are eyeballs, some of y'all are fingers, some of y'all are elbows, some of y'all are knees. Guess what? They all have different functions, but they all serve the body. Did y'all catch that? And see, once you get saved and you're placed into the body of Christ, you're to grow and develop and mature. Here's what some of y'all are doing. Some of y'all are doing. Uh, when little Carter was a little baby, he would sit there and look at his fingers. Like, what are them things? And, he, and as he's growing, he's figuring out what to do with those things. He's figuring out what to do with those legs. Now he's gone from just laying there to rolling over to actually sitting up to actually trying to wobble or, or, or roll around and then in the crawl. And now he's figured out his legs and he is wide open. 
And see, as you grow, you start learning who you are. You start learning at what God gave you and gifted you and put you into the body. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? For this reason here. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and God put you and me here and fit us together. Compacted by that which every joint supplies. In other words, you're supposed to supply some sense of ministry. You're not supposed to sit here on the pew and watch everybody else do the work. Let me say that again. You're not supposed to sit here and watch everybody else do the work. If my eye said, I'm just not going to see today. The rest of the body would have an attitude. Do I have a witness? We're all here to work. We're all here to serve. We're all here to minister. Watch this now. We're supposed to be supplying. We're supposed to be making an effort. We're supposed to be doing our job according to the effectual working. Say that word, effectual. I know that's a bad word for some of y'all, but let's try it again. According to the effectual working in the measure of how many parts? How many parts? How many people are supposed to be involved? How many people are supposed to be serving? How many people are supposed to be ministering? Level two. Level two. Look, maketh increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. What does that mean? Involvement in ministry level two is a level of success. We go from survival, level one, to a measure of success. Preacher, you telling me I'm not successful if I'm not maturing and ministering? That's exactly what I'm telling you. No, what you're doing, you're not just not a success, you're mooching. I said it. Pastor Doug, you've been pastoring a long time. Uh, is that legal to say? Can I say that? You give me permission to say that. You're one of my mentors. See, Brother Doug said I can say that. Moocher. Moocher. Y'all know what a moocher is. It's the one everybody comes to the party and brings a side dish and they bring nothing and take home 12 basket loads. Moocher. What are you contributing? What are you contributing? You know, they, these guys get up here. This don't just happen. This don't just happen. Man, that blessed me. I sitting over there. Man, I'm telling you what I had God bumps running up down my spine. But that don't just happen. That takes practice. They're in here practicing while you're taking your Sunday afternoon siesta. And there's tons of people who are professed professed believers who are contributing nothing for the betterment in the body of Christ. And you, my friend, are a moocher. You're coming and letting everybody else serve, everybody else make an effort to provide. Hello. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to hold a door open. I'm not going to serve in the parking lot. I'm not going to watch one of them youngins. I'm not going to change a diaper. I'm not going to practice. But I want everybody else to so I can get my worship on. Shame on you. Shame, 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 shame on you. 
Time to make progress. It's time to move to the next level. You're just at the base. Well, at least I'm going to heaven. Well, you're going to be disappointed when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Because God did everything for you and he expects you to do something for him. That's what, the, that's what the second level and the third level is all about. The first level is what God did for you. The second level and the third level is what you need to do for God. Amen. And all God's people say it. Amen. Let's move to the next level. <laughs> Look at your name and say, don't be mad, grow up. <laughs> Now, if you're mad, if you're mad, that means you're immature. You're immature. That means you need to move on to the next level. All right. Level one is what? Oh, I got some people mad on this side. They, they contribute. I didn't hear nothing over here. Oh, boy. Help us now. Level one. Survival. That's salvation. That's belief in a message. Repentance and faith. Baptism, the assimilating. That means I come in here and I learn who I am. I learn what I'm supposed to do. I learn where my giftings are and I get involved. You say, what is the laying on of hands is? That's what they would do. They would lay hands and pray for a brother as he entered and involved himself in ministry. In other words, they were putting their approval on his profession. And that's what they did. And that's what that means. So you see two things there. Assimilating into the body of Christ and the involvement in ministry. You're to grow, mature, and minister. So level one, let's review again. Level one is what? Survival. Survival. Then we move to the next level. Level two is a measure of success. We're maturing, we're growing, we're developing, we're ministering, we're serving, we're volunteering, we're helping. Listen, level three. Say, preacher, this is supposed to be a missions message. Give me time. Level three. Level three is, this is a special level. This is a special level. I want to I survive. Don't get me wrong. I do. I do not want to go to hell. I do not want to go to hell. I've learned about it. I've studied it. It is not a place you want to be, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm so glad that I'm now under no condemnation I am in Christ and I'm going to survive. I am going to make it to heaven. I have passed level one. I'm glad to know that I am serving and I'm involved and I'm growing and I'm mature. And by the way, you never stop growing. The moment you stop growing, you stop progressing. You stop progressing. I don't know if y'all noticed it or not. I don't know if y'all noticed it or not, but most every single Sunday, uh, 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 Brother Doug's probably been in church longer than I've been alive and in, 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 in learning and growing and studying. But almost every single Sunday, I might have put him on the spot now, he might not have done this day, but he's over there taking notes. Why? He knows you grow. You never stop growing. You never stop progressing. Say that with me. You never stop making progress. Now, watch this. Survival then a measure of success. Level two is, is experiencing success. But watch this. Level three is a level of significance. I want to move you from success to significance. 
What does that mean, preacher? To have a life of significance? It means your life is going to count. It's going to matter. Say, preacher, where do you get that? Look at the last two words. The first two words, survival, was repentance and faith. That's the base level. That's, That's salvation. Repentance and faith. The second is in verse two, doctrine of baptism and laying on of hands. That's assimilating, maturing, developing, and ministering. Involvement. But look at the next two. Resurrection of the dead and what? Eternal judgment. Preacher, what has that got to do with? Resurrection and judgment. You say, preacher, how can I make my life count? How can I make a difference? How can I move from success to significance? Let me show you. Let me show you. And look at the next, the second verse. We'll come back to John 12. Jude 12, or excuse me, Jude verses 22 through 23. Is everybody there? Jude 22 through 23. And of some have compassion, making a, come on everybody, making a, one more time, one more time, how do you make a difference, how do you find significance, look at the next verse, and others save with fear, read it with me, pulling, say it again, one more time, Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. You see, there's a measure of success. There's a measure of success when you decide to grow and learn and mature. When you begin to learn who you are, you begin to learn what your giftings are. You begin to learn what your callings are, what God has put in you. It's a level of success when you are involved in ministry and serving others. Holding the door, greeting your neighbors, serving a cup of coffee, watching the young and teaching the babies, singing and ministering, serving, volunteering. But when you move to the third level is when you start dragging them out of the fire. When you start doing things that causes other people to be saved. That's when you start making a difference. That's when your life takes on a whole nother level. Your life begins to have, boy, I'm getting God bumps right now. That's when everything changes. That's a whole nother level of God's touch and God's anointing and God's grace. Watch this now. And God's provision. We want God to touch us and we want God to provide for us and we want God's favor and we want God's blessing, but there's no blessing on level one there. Listen, there is some blessing on level two, but if you want all that God has for you, you got to start making a difference. It's not just about holding the door open. What are you doing to drag them out of hell? What are you doing in your life? To be involved in bringing and dragging people out of hell. Two things, write these two things down. It's not in your notes, I put them on mine. Two things, two words. 
Two words. Share and sacrifice. Share your faith and sacrifice for missions. Share your faith. You see, we're learning two things, two major things here in the last few months. How can we have a life of significance? I want my life to count. I want my life to count. I don't want to just survive. I don't want to just, I don't want to just go through life and go to work and pay bills and then go back home to sleep so I can work some more and pay bills. I don't want to be in that rut of survival. I don't want to just live. I don't want to just exist. I want to make a difference. I don't want to just go to church and get my worship on and go back home. I don't want it just to be about me. I don't want it just to be about what I get out of this religion thing. I want to make a difference in somebody's life. I want somebody to go to heaven because of something I've done. That's when your life becomes a life of significance. And watch this, guys. This is so important. Significance always requires sacrifice. Listen, some of y'all think, some of y'all, especially you choir people, some of you think you're sacrificing by showing up to practice. Now, you're sacrificing more than level one people. But let's face it, that's, that's, a, that's a way different than them underground church people in Afghanistan are doing. So I, if I was you, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even breathe out of my mouth that that's a sacrifice. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even try to even come close to implying to brother Jalen that I'm going above and beyond the call of duty by missing my Sunday afternoon nap to be here. But when you start saying, it's not me, Lord, I'm going to sacrifice. Now, let me show you, let me show you what I mean. Nothing ever significant happens without sacrifice. Look at the first verse, John 12. Jesus is speaking. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and what? Die. Die. It abideth what? Alone. But if it die. (laughs) But if it die, if it's willing to sacrifice and give up something, it bringeth forth. Now read verse 25 with me. He that loveth his life shall. And he that. What does that mean? That means this. If what you're going to have there becomes more important to what you have here. You know what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about that corn of wheat? He was talking about his own death. Disciples wanted him to stay and be with them. But he is saying, if I don't die, we're not going to have any fruit. If I don't die, this will be in vain. Because see, your pardon and my pardon, your salvation had to be paid for. Without a sacrifice, there would be no forgiveness. 
How many of y'all would agree? How many of y'all would agree with me? Everybody look at me. How many of y'all would agree with me right now that salvation is pretty significant? Me missing hell and going to heaven is pretty doggone significant. But that could not happen without Christ's willing sacrifice. Significance never comes without sacrifice. Preacher, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to get you to go to the next level. Listen, some of y'all are in here and you're not even saved. It's time for you to get on the level. It's time for you to quit making excuses. It's time for you to quit procrastinating. Because it's the easiest level to get on. Just believe that God will do what he said he will do. Let's face it. Let's face it. You're tired of your old life anyway. How do you know that? Because I've been there. Why do you think you're sitting here? If your life was all that in a bag of chips, if you had it all together, if you had fulfillment and satisfaction in your life, you wouldn't be sitting on the pews. You know why you come? Because you're looking and you're hungry and God's dealing with you in your heart. Well, I tell you what I'd do if I was you. Now, I know I don't look too bright, but I'm smarter than your average bear. I just quit wasting time. Do you know what? The only, the only regret that I've ever heard from any true, blue, born-again child of God The only regret I've ever heard them say is I wished I would have done it sooner. So today is your day. If you're sitting here, there's going to be a gentleman over here and a a, a young lady over here. And there's going to be a gentleman over here and a young lady right there. And up in that balcony, there's going to be a gentleman and a young lady. And today I would say it's time for me to get on the level. You see, I'm here to move you. To help you progress. So if you're sitting here and you don't know Christ, you're not saved. It's time to believe. It's time to believe the message. Today, move to that level. Now, all you that are on the base level, level one, but you're not doing anything. You've been mooching. It's time for you to move forward. It's time for you to say, I need to get developed. I need to learn. I need to grow. I need to mature. I can't stay the same. My greatest fear needs to be that I'm the same place I am today that I was last year at this time. I'm going to grow and I'm going to get involved. I'm going to sign up for ministry. I don't know what I can do, but I'm going to do something. Listen, and for you that are involved, but you've really not sacrificed for missions. You're not sharing your story. You're not sharing your faith. You're not making an effort to drag them out of the fire. Yes, you are involved in church. Yes, you are holding the door open. And all that's significant and it's it's important. I'm not taking away from that. But it's not the final level. God wants you to move to the next level. God wants you to share your faith. And God wants you to sacrifice and support this mission of planting churches. Why? 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 Do you realize it is only this level? It is only at this level where you're putting things there. 
God's not checking you off for holding the door open. God, y'all with me? Is that important? Yes. Do we need people to do that? Yes. I'm not saying that. But you know the verse that says, lay your treasures up in, that only happens at level three. The money you give and the money you sacrifice so someone else can get saved and be drug out of the fire, that's going straight to heaven. That investment is going straight to your accounting glory. And guess what? The only thing that you can take to heaven from earth is someone else. Why do you think I'm sharing my story with everybody I go? I want a crowd with me when we go in. Because I want my life to count. Was that preacher a success? I don't want them to just say that. I want them to say, boy, his ministry was significant. In getting people into heaven. 